Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcast. Jamie's Log, Progressive, The Harrington's Backyard, Day 27, 3.33 a.m. 3.33, all those threes mean something, or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's Backyard for 27 days now, proving the Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3.33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Stacking the Box. I am Matt Verderam alongside Josh Hill. We have plenty to get to, and that's kind of surprising because it's the middle of June, and typically in the middle of June, the NFL goes into hibernation, but the New England Patriots are single-handedly making sure that doesn't happen. And so we're going to get to a lot of things today. We're going to get to some betting lines. We're going to have a little fun with that, looking at what teams might be good bets to win their division or the conference and so on and so forth. Uh, may make you a little money now that it's legal in a lot more states, but... First things first, I was working here at Fanside on Friday. It was a nice, quiet day, and all of a sudden, rumors broke out like wildfire that Rob Gronkowski might get traded to an undisclosed team. Now, of course, it has not happened yet. It may never happen, but that was the rumor. And so, Josh, I'll, I'll let you in now. Uh, wh- what do you think on the Gronkowski rumors? Are they are they something that we should pay attention to, or are they a complete waste of time? Uh I go back and forth on this because I feel like there's something to pay attention to in that it's Rob Gronkowski, so you have to pay attention to it. But I don't think it's ever going to happen because, A, he talks about retiring all the time, and I feel like he's a lot closer to the end of his career than we want to accept. And, B, I don't know what the Patriots are going to get back in return for him. Like, after getting what appears to have been fleeced for Jimmy Garoppolo, which is, you know, a second-round pick is still a high pick to give up for a quarterback, but he looks like, you know— the next thing in San Francisco and the next thing in the league. The perception of the Patriots is that they don't know how to trade and they don't know what the value of their own team is. So if you trade Gronkowski for anything less than you got, you traded Garoppolo, you're going to look like a massive failure. Anything less than a first rounder for uh, Gronk at this point is going to be seen by the Patriots fans as you just completely blew this thing up for no reason. So on the one hand, it's Gronkowski. So we have to pay attention. On the other hand, there's just, I don't see, I, there's no way I see this happening other than, you know, he completely just phrase uh, Belichick to the point where there's no return. Well, look, I, I think that he's not going to get traded, although you continue to hear that he and Belichick are on the outs, and we know Belichick in the past has had no problem getting rid of guys mm-hmm. yeah. in shocking fashion. Lawyer Malloy was the first one about yeah. 15 years back now. Uh, they got rid of Richard Seymour and mm-hmm. ended his career, sent him to Oakland, uh, which was a wasteland at the yeah. time. Look, uh, you know, I, I never claim to be insider guy because I'm not insider guy. But I do have a, a few people uh, who I, I'm just friends with, I know, up in Boston who say that that relationship is cooked. Mm-hmm. Like, that is untenable. Now, doesn't mean they're going to trade them. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of teams that have bad relationships with a given player, and the, the, it, it pans yep. out for 10 years, yep. right? So, yeah, I think part of it is Belichick is all football all the time. Mm-hmm. Gronkowski... I don't think we can say that, yeah. right? I think the man bet sixty nine dollars on a horse named Gronk this yeah, weekend and, at the and won money. Yeah, right. So like, and and so I think 
I think that irks him a little bit. Like Brady's yeah. always been football. As mm-hmm. big as his, as his persona is, Tom Brady's always been about football all yeah. the time. Gronkowski's got other things going on. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that's one thing that he's out. And then he, he trains with Guerrero, yeah. Brady's trainer, who that's been a whole saga, of course. I'm sure everybody's well aware of that. Uh, Brady has teammates along with, of course, himself. They train with Alex Guerrero, who's not allowed with the team anymore. Mm-hmm. Belichick kicked him out. So that's kind of a dividing line. And then I also think it irks Belichick that Gronk wants a new contract while simultaneously talking about retiring. Mm-hmm. When, when you're also the GM, along with being the coach, you open yourself up to that because you're dealing with the player not only on the field, but then in, in, the, in the boardroom, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he gets traded, especially with Edelman getting suspended for four games. They wouldn't have an offense. No. Who's going who's gonna to catch the ball? If Edelman's suspension holds and Gronk is not there or he's hurt or whatever, their first weapon is Chris Hogan. Jeez. I don't care how great Brady is. You're not scoring points. Mm-mm. You have nobody. So to me, they need Gronk quite honestly more than, than Gronk needs them. Yeah. And Edelman, he's a Guerrero guy, right? He was a TB12. Yes. So, um, my yeah. thing is I'm upset with these Gronk rumors because it's holding back from my favorite ultimate conspiracy theory of the Tom Brady steroid truthers that are going to come out because everybody's focused on Gronk and all this and that. And, you know, Edelman positive for PEDs, does a Guerrero thing. And now you, you tie that back to uh, Belichick kicking Guerrero out. We think it's because he doesn't like him. Now he can circle back and be like, well, maybe Belichick knew about the factory PED thing. And so now he wants to get on the right side of that. And you know that's coming because it's New England and the Jeff Perlman book's coming in 10 years where that locker room was a cesspool and all this kind of stuff. So to be honest with you, I would be done with the Gronk rumors so we can just get straight to the conspiracy theory. Put it right in the vein. Let's do it. If, 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 if Peyton Manning is going to be tied to, to steroids, it's only a matter of time. His lawyers basically came out, and without getting too in, his lawyers oh, did yeah. not do him favors. No, that was, so put it that that way. was tough. In any event, listen, uh, to wrap up on New England mm-hmm. here, I, we have talked a lot about them, of course. It's a huge part of the NFL, but we've talked a lot about them throughout the year and a half this has been a podcast. Yeah. And I think one thing is becoming, or almost a year actually, not a year and a half, I, I need better time. But anyway. Um, time flies when you're Yeah, I was going to say, I need, I need better <laughs> time management. Um, we talk a lot about New England because they're always in the conversation for yeah. a championship, for you know, being in the one seat in the playoffs. Well, there's also that conversation that happens annually, I feel like, at least the last five, six years, of, is this it for New England? Is yep. this it for New England? Is this it? And it never is, of course. They're always great. Mm-hmm. They, I will say... And this is the first time I've felt this way. I think they're near the end of the line here. Brady's 41. I don't care how great he is at some point. I don't care he drink all the TB12 water he wants. Yep. He's 41 years old. The body just doesn't respond like he used to. Okay? Mm-hmm. This was the same time Favre hit the wall, 41. Mm-hmm. I also look at, even if they don't trade Gronkowski, and I don't think they will, he's got two years left in his deal, but after this year, they basically cut him for nothing. Yep. You just wonder, is this it for Gronkowski? Does he retire after this? I think he has other interests he wants to pursue. Edelman's 32 years old. Now he's got a PED suspension coming off a torn ACL. They can get yep. rid of him after this year. It seems like Brady and Belichick have had enough of each other. You just wonder, is this, is this all she wrote? Because I, I don't know. There's nothing left for anything to prove. They're all mm-hmm. Super Bowl champions. You know, Belichick and Brady, their history, their spot in history cemented. Gronkowski's a Hall of Famer if he retires today. Yeah. I just wonder with New England if they've reached the point of it's not worth it anymore. It's not fun. There's nothing left to go after. 
I, it just seems like maybe we're finally seeing what could be the end of Foxborough and then the Josh McDaniel show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Buckle up for that. I wonder if, uh, because you, you, brought, you brought up Favre, and he was really lucky, and he was really good at getting out of the situations where you're like, there's no way he's getting out of this. And less so than Brady, because Brady doesn't make as many mistakes. Favre would be sure. as much to throw a Hail Mary interception in the NFC Championship game as he is to win the Super Bowl. But I wonder, to your point, the luck runs out at some point. But I struggle to think that Brady and Belichick are going to walk away at the right time because the, the primo situation is they win the Super Bowl this year and they both walk away. Mm. But they're both psychotic. So there's no way that yeah. they're going to win the Super Bowl and they're going to think they could do it again and do it again and do it again. And that's how this, this happens. And, you know, not to bring up Favre again, but that was the retirement thing. You know, he, got, he went up to the line. He says he's going to retire, sees all the love, sees all, like he doesn't want to walk away from the game, keeps going back and forth. And that's the same thing here. They're going to keep getting close to the Super Bowl. They're going to keep winning Super Bowls, well, maybe. And then that's just going to motivate them to stay in this way too long. So that's, I, that's what I fear. We're not going to remember this era for that, but that's all these things end ugly, and that's the way I see this one. It's true. It usually does not end well. Mm -hmm. And, look, the best thing going for them is their division's terrible. Yeah. Their division is a bye mm -hmm. all the way to the playoffs because it just yeah. stinks. The Jets are awful. The Bills are awful. The Dolphins are terrible. Like Those three teams might not combine to win as many mm -hmm. games as New England wins this year. So I think if you're New England, it's fun in that regard. But I think, I think the supporting cast, if you're Brady, is waning. You know, they lost a lot this year. The defense yeah. stinks. Oh, yeah. I just think at some point, if you're Brady, you say, well, I don't, I don't need this. Like, I, you know what? I, I won five Super Bowls, but the eight, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Um, no, let's get to some other teams, though, that are not tired. Maybe their fans are tired of them, <laughs> uh, you know, depending on who we talk about here. But I always love looking at the over-under lines in Vegas. Now, yep. I'm not a big better, but I, I love just looking at them and saying, ah, I think this team will go over. I think this team mm -hmm. will go under. I think that line's a little high or a little low. I, I just think it's a fun way to kind of look at the season and see, okay, you know, what does Vegas think? Because Vegas is – Probably the most informed place in the world when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. They they make their bones off it. So the over-unders on this year are out. And, of course, if you go to 10 different websites, you might be seeing a little bit of something different, a half game here or there. But let's get to it. Um, I want to hit on five that I found interesting. And the, the first one, I feel like we've been talking about this team a lot recently, the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm -hmm. They have the highest over-under line in the division – uh, and, and what was a tight division in terms of that? Nine wins. Nine wins is the over-under. And so I will defer to you to lead off here. You're a betting man. you got to bet $1,000 one way or the other. Over-under, what would you take with the Chargers? i got to take the under on the Chargers. Just, we talk about it every single week, it seems. They're the team that can surprise you. They're the sleeper all the way up to the playoffs. We were talking about if they can sneak in. They might be a team that goes into Pittsburgh or goes into New England and bumps them off. That ended up being Jacksonville. 50-50 almost knocked off New England. But the Chargers are so weird because they don't miss a couple of kicks at the beginning of last season. Different season entirely. And that's been Phillip Rivers' M.O. his entire career there, you know? He doesn't throw this interception here. Maybe it's a different season. That 14-2 and two season that they had with Schottenheimer, maybe things end differently in that game. We're looking at this completely under new light. But as far as trusting them to do anything consistent, you can't do that. So the only thing, I guess consistency is their thing. They consistently disappoint whenever you're trying to figure this out. So I'm taking the under. You know, I would take the push, mm -hmm. but that's lame. I'm going to be a sucker, and I'm going to take the over. 
even though I know I shouldn't, <laughs> and I know they're going to go seven and nine because that's who they are. Okay, they won nine last year. Yep. I look at the roster. There's not a lot of turnover. They were one of the quieter mm. teams. They did add Derwin James in the draft. Yep. Okay, they lose Hunter Henry, though, to an ACL for the year. Forrest Lamp, second-round pick. A lot of people are going to be a first-round pick last year, guard out of Western Kentucky. He was supposed to really solidify that line towards ACL in camp last year. Then he had to get another knee surgery mm-hmm. about a month and a half back. Uh, so that makes me a little worried. That said, I think the thing that helps them is that the division is in flux. The Raiders hire Gruden. I think we both are on the same page. I didn't even put the Raiders on this list because we both would hit the under. Yeah. Okay. The Broncos may be better with Keenum, but I don't think a contender. No. And the Chiefs, who we'll get to a little later on here, I just don't know what to make of the mm-hmm. Chiefs. I don't know how good is Mahomes. Everybody thinks he's going to be great. I'm in that camp, but he's got to prove it. So I like the Chargers to, to win 10 games. I don't yeah. like them to go higher than that. The biggest fear I have with the Chargers are injuries. They're hurt all yep. the time. And the Henry thing is already an indication of that. Mm-hmm. Gates is no longer there. He was a red zone threat even at his advanced age. Lamp, of course, hurt. Mike Williams last year, mm-hmm. first-round pick. He was hurt most of the year. Jason Fretz, always hurt. I just I wish I knew how many injuries they would have. <laughs> this would make life a lot easier, of course, like I say, for every line. But I'll take the over with the caveat that I feel like in week three, when half the team's on IR, mm-hmm. I'm going to regret this. <laughs> But I'm taking the over because I'm picking them to win the division this year. Um, but I, I am very fearful of the gurney <laughs> yeah. in this situation. Yeah. Uh, I, to wrap this one up, then we can move on to the next one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers thought about bringing back Gates at this point. I think like, they should. You might as well. I absolutely Don't be surprised if that happens. I think if you're the Chargers, if Hunter Henry goes down, I'll be very honest. I don't even know the backup tight end is if Gates isn't there. No. It's nobody good. Nope. So I'm with you. Uh, I would go that way as well. Staying in California, go to another team that everybody's talking about, San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> okay, last year, they start out the year 1-10. They're, they're a tire fire. Yep. Then they win their last five games, and they won against some pretty good teams. They beat mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Yep. They beat Tennessee. The Rams, although the Rams were resting quite a few guys, they beat them as well. They won the five games that Jimmy G started. Mm-hmm. He, of course, now back for the long haul. The Niners had another what seems to be quality draft, yep. good offseason, add Richard Sherman, Kyle Shanahan, second year. They're over-under also at nine wins. Mm-hmm. Over-under for you. I'm going to take the over. Uh, and I'm, I struggled with it a little bit because the expectations are so high. And usually when expectations are high for a team, they you underwhelm. And San Francisco, everything anybody's been able to talk about, Jimmy G hasn't lost a game. They're great. Shanahan, this is a dynasty. The 49ers are back. It's like the Harbaugh days. Uh, So that made me hesitant to say, yeah, they're definitely not going to buy into all the hype and disappoint. The thing that's keeping me with the over is they get that bottom of the division schedule. This isn't the Rams, okay? The Rams and the Eagles, everybody's picking them to repeat. The Jaguars are another team. But they're going to play tougher schedules this year. The 49ers ended the season really, really well. But they still finish in the bottom half of that division, so they're going to get a softer schedule, which I think is going to end up helping them get to that over. I'm not saying that that picking the over and saying they're going to go off and win the Super Bowl, two different things. So don't don't take that prediction and say the 49ers are the Rams of this year. I'm just saying they're going to take the. Jamie's log, progressive. The Harrington's backyard, day 27, 3:33 a.m. 3:33. All those threes mean something, or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's backyard for 27 days now, proving the progressive has 24/7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24/7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 
3333. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Over, and they're going to look impressive because of that soft schedule, and they're going to look impressive because this is, a, like we said at the end of last season, they had all the cap space, they got Jimmy G, they're in a perfect position, and now they have a nice schedule heading into this year. This is the trajectory that every 49ers fan could have dreamed of, and then some. Yeah, and I, I agree with most of what you said there. The schedule is a last-place schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, I think you got to like the fact that you play the AFC West where yep. there are some teams in that division they should beat. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have to go to Arrowhead week three, but you know we'll see what the Chiefs are. That said, I'm going to take the under, not because I don't think they're going to be good, but because I think the expectations are through the roof and mm-hmm. Vegas set that number high because they're going to capitalize yep. on it because they know people are going to hit the over. When I look at the 49ers, I see a really good front seven. I see a secondary that's got some questions. I know they have Richard Sherman, but they lose Eric Reed. Yep. Okay. I don't know quite yet what to make of the secondary. And as much as I, I am a big Jimmy G fan, I think Garoppolo is going to be terrific. Uh, they have Marquise Goodwin and then a ton of question marks at receiver. Mm-hmm. George Kittle, a tight end. We'll see. Right? Had, had a decent year last year, over 500 yards, but I don't know about that. They lost, they lost uh, Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, the, to the Browns and free agency. I think that the, the idea was that we saw the Niners so hot at the end of the last year that everybody mm-hmm. looks at them and says, well, they're going to go 12-4 and four this year. No. It's a very tough conference. Mm-hmm. And so I think that will keep them down. I'm looking at the Niners to win between seven and eight games, and people I think are going to say, well, geez, only a jump from six to maybe eight wins. But they were a one-in-ten team yep. that ended up getting hot at the end. I look for the Niners to be – I thought the Niners – Let's put it this way. At the end of last year, they were not a 5-0 and type of team, but they, they played very well at mm-hmm. the end. They're going to, in my opinion, be about an 8-8 eight and eight team, but they're going to play better than that. Mm-hmm. They're just going to run into some tough teams in the NFC. So I take the under, but I like their future. I think the Niners are going to be big time the next couple of years. Yeah, my over is t- uh, very hard 10-6. and six. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not any higher than 10. So I'm, I'm, I'm white-knuckling that, 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 o- that over here's, at the end there. Here's one that, I, you know... I looked at this for about 10 minutes, and I think I could look at it for 10 hours, and I still mm-hmm. won't know which way to go. I'll probably change every day. But the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. I feel like Baltimore and Cincinnati are the exact same franchise, and we're going to get to them briefly. And I don't mean that in terms of, like, the personalities in the team. I just mean it in the sense of I don't know what to make of either one of those teams. Mm-hmm. I look at them, and I say 7-9, and 9-7. Nine, nine and seven. I don't know. I could see it either way. And Vegas said, well, that's why we're going eight wins. <laughs> eight wins. So – Baltimore for you. Yeah. Eight wins under over. Which way are you headed? Uh, I'm going over nine and seven just because I think that they win the division with that. Yep. So, you know, I'm, I'm sticking on that. That's my early dying on that hill that they're going to win the division. And it's not going to be pretty, which is textbook AFC North. Uh, the Steelers, I don't think they're going to be hot this year. The Browns, <laughs> okay. And then, like you said, the, the Bengals, I think, weirdly, are going to be the only other team that you look at in the AFC North as some sort of a contender and nine and seven is not a sexy record to win a division with. So this is not going to be, you know, I'm not saying the Bengals are back or anything like that. It's and the Ravens specifically. I'm taking the over Flacco. They drafted Lamar Jackson. He's the future. They know that he knows that he's not sitting there pouting. He's playing for an, an, another contract. You know, they can get out of that deal, which is what they want to do, which is why oh, they, gonna. They, they drafted Jackson. They're going to, which means, and he's got more years left on him. Maybe not peak Flacco, whatever that was. But 
Pete he, Flacco lasted about a month, but it won a Super Bowl. It, and yep. Won so a Super give Bowl. credit. Yep. So, but you know, Flacco, he's playing for that one more deal. He's going to be that mercenary guy who plays for one more team, and that's what he's showing off here that he still has it. And he's going to kind of hand the reins to Lamar Jackson. He's not the type of guy where he's going to want a Ben Roethlisberger or anybody and leave him with a team that is just in shambles. So. I, I'm, I'm confident here. And most importantly, I'll end on this one. Harbaugh's coaching for his job this year. Mm. So that is going to be a motivating factor. Either they win the division, and I'm right, or Harbaugh is out of a job by Halloween. So yeah. there's the other dying on the hill. Yeah, well, two things on that. One, you're right. You never want to go full Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, okay, true. and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> two, I agree with you with Harbaugh, mm-hmm. and that is a very underlying factor here. This is a veteran team. Yep. Eric Weddle's no spring chicken. He's still very good, but he's, he's not young. Okay, you look at their roster. Mm-hmm. Almost all of their impact players are 30 years old or older. Yep, okay, Suggs. I was just about to say, Suggs mm-hmm. is right there. Okay, you look guys like Ladarius Webb. Yep. He's not getting any younger. They do have a couple young guys like a Tony Jefferson and CJ Mosley, but Joe Flacco's older. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michael Crabtree, he's not a younger guy. So I think the, the Ravens know it's, it's, it's now or never, so mm-hmm. to speak. And this conference is wide open now. The thing that makes me want to say under is I look at their weapons and it's horrifying. Yeah. It is a horror show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know Crabtree's there and I actually like Crabtree as a, as, a, as a number two receiver, not as a one. Prashad Parham's never done anything to show me mm-hmm. that he's going to be more than what he's been. Jeremy Macklin's gone. Mike Wallace is gone. Yep. Alex Collins slowed down toward the end of the year. The offensive line's in flux. Flacco stunk. I wonder if Lamar Jackson plays at some point this year. All that being said, I think they have a really good defense. Mm -hmm. I think they have a really good coach. And I think that division's terrible. That division is awful. Cleveland, everybody says, well, they're going to be better. Well, of course they're going to be better. (laughs) They can win one game, they're better, right? I think Cleveland wins four or five games. It's a huge jump. They're still Mm -hmm. terrible. Cincinnati, I, I I have my issues with them. We'll get to them in a little bit. Baltimore... I am, I am so close to picking them with you to win that division <laughs> because I just look at Pittsburgh and say you could see the implosion coming a mile down the road. They have a lot yep. of problems. And Baltimore's always played them well. Baltimore's always been able to beat them. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the over at 9-7. and seven. As you said for the Niners, <laughs> a hard 10-6. and six. I can't express how hard <laughs> of a 9-7 and seven this is. But the Ravens are always in games because they're tough. They play mm-hmm. well. They're well coached. So I'll, I'm with you. I'll take the over. But it is, it is a firm 9-7 <laughs> right here at Baltimore. Uh, another nine win under over I want to get to here, uh, Carolina Panthers. Yep. Last year won 11 games, Ooh. okay, tied for the NFC South lead. Ended up being the wild card, though, via tiebreaker to the Saints. Went to New Orleans. Played him in a playoff game, lost, got swept by the Saints in all three mm-hmm. games. That said, they, they did go 11 and 5. We do know they have some established stars on that team. Again, a team not a lot of turnover, although Thomas Davis with the four game suspension to begin the year. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Panthers, and you're a, a Bucs fan, so mm-hmm. you're close to them in that division, <clears throat> under over nine wins for Cam and company. On the one hand, I look at them and I see a team that we consistently underrate. Every single year, we've sat down, well, either on the podcast or behind the scenes and been like, man, the Panthers are going to go 8-8 eight eight this year. They're going to go 7-9. and nine. Cam Newton's not a good quarterback. That team's a mess. And somehow they just put these seasons together where you go, how are they doing this? Even when they went 15-1 and one and went to the Super Bowl, you were like, how are they doing this? I've so, never felt more confident that a team was not good while they were going 15-1. <laughs> and one. It was... 
The defense was great, but I digress. Exactly. You're right. You're right. And, and, and somehow they ended up in the Super Bowl. So to me, the Panthers are an enigma that is impossible to figure out. But maybe part of the solution is, on the other hand, North Turner. <laughs> what kind of offense is he going to have? What kind of offense is he going to bring to Cam Newton? It doesn't strike a whole lot of fear in me as a Bucks fan. Also speaking as somebody who's roots for the team that has the worst secondary in football. So. <laughs> strikes fear into nobody. Strikes fear into nobody. Yeah. So, uh, man, I don't know. I got to take the under on this one. I think at some point the Panthers are going to regress and it's just going to stick. They, ha- they go through rough patches every single year and we ask questions. We say, oh, is this the year? Is this the year Rivera's going to get fired? He's not the guy that they need. They need to bring in Cam. You know, Cam's got to pick a guy. They got new ownership. Who knows yep. what's going on with that? I just think at some point the regression is going to stick. I don't think it's going to be long term, but I, I like Rivera as a head coach. I could have done without when they broke down the huddle in the locker room at the end of last year. Uh, one through three, Jerry Richardson after the uh, that was sexual a bad assault move. allegations. It's a rough move. Maybe just break it down with like one two three team or yeah. something. Just steer clear of old Jerry. Yeah. Anywho. Um, I'm taking the under. Look, I've, I've been – anyone who reads me a fan side or listens to us, uh, I think Cam Newton is, is a good quarterback. I've never thought he was a great one. I don't think he's accurate. He turns the ball over too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like the weapons on that team. Now, I, I, McCaffrey's interesting, although I think they overdrafted him in the first round. But DJ Moore, if he's, if he's yeah. really good, that might be what sways mm-hmm. the over-under here for me. But – He's a rookie, and so unless you're just a bonafide, you know, you're Saquon Barkley, I've yep. got to kind of see it before I believe it, especially receivers. They always take a few years, mm-hmm. it seems, to catch on. I think Thomas Davis being out four games really matters. Yeah. Luke Keekly, he's been getting concussions. That worries me. Like, he is one concussion away from being done, mm-hmm. or potentially anyway. The secondary, I don't know what you're getting out of that secondary. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of question marks. Daryl Worley was a starter for them last year. Now he's in Oakland. Right. I don't know. Torrey Smith coming over, he's done nothing for years. Yep. I have no reason to think Torrey Smith is going to be any good in Carolina. Greg Olson coming off the year where he was really hurt last year. He's older. And I think, and this is the biggest reason I'm taking the under, that division is really good. Mm-hmm. Atlanta is an excellent team. The Saints are a tremendous team. I think your Buccaneers bounced back. They went 9-7 mm-hmm. two years ago. I think the Bucs are much more of a 9-7 of a and seven team in terms of talent than they are a 4-12, 5-11 and team. So... I don't think the Panthers are a bad team. I don't want to get that twisted, but I don't think they're going to win 11 games again. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if they push this, but if, I, if I'm pressed, I would take the under and right under. I think about eight wins. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be shocked if they, if they go over, but just because of the strength, the schedule, and everything else, mm-hmm. I'm taking the under. Uh, just it's a tough slate for them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so last over under, and then we'll get into a few other uh, betting the forays in terms of uh, odds to win the division, stuff like that. But Dallas Cowboys, eight and a half wins. Okay. <laughs> now, this is a team that went 13 and three two years ago, and everybody was picking to be a Super Bowl contender with Dak and Zeke mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. And then last year, they don't make the playoffs. Okay. Win nine games. Now, eight and a half wins. Weird offseason. No Des Bryant. Mm-mm. No Jason Witten anymore. Okay. Luckily, keeping their nose clean in terms of no off-the-field stuff, okay, which with the Cowboys, it always seems since Jerry Jones is on that team, you got mm-hmm. to look out for that. But none of that. But they lose two of their best offensive players, especially Des Bryant. Eight and a half, over under? Under. Big time under. Because I don't believe in Jason Garrett as a head coach. And that's ultimately what this comes down to. We talk about Harbaugh's coaching for his job. Jason Garrett is a year-to-year coaching for his job type of thing. 
and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. He's there because he's a Jerry Jones guy. He goes back with Jerry Jones, and he likes to take care of his guys. But at some point, the fans are just going to come up and say, look, it's us or him. <laughs> like, who do you want to please here? And the Cowboys faithful don't deserve a team that is going to go under eight wins. And I think that's what they're going to go because Dak Prescott, we saw what he was without Zeke Elliott last year. And it's not, he's a average to below average quarterback. Maybe he got better this off season. Maybe he didn't, but there's just too many question marks on this team. Like you said, they didn't do anything this off season to get better. No. If anything, they got worse. Tavon Austin's not going to be doing anything for you. I'm no, sorry. No, he's not. And he's going to be a running back. So they might as well, not, just, they might as well put him at his, at his natural position of left bench <laughs> and just be done with it. Um, if you had to pick Dak Prescott or Derek Carr to be your franchise quarterback, who are you taking? Ooh. Just as an aside. Probably at this point, I would take Derek Carr just because I've seen, I've seen more consistency out of him as far as what he can do across the season. With Dak, it's a flash in the pan thing at this point. He had the one good year. Carr regressed last year. He was also hurt for a lot of last year, so I don't want to hold too much of that against him. We'll see what he's like this year, especially with Gruden. But to me, I think Derek Carr is above Dak. Not by a whole lot, but I'd take him above. I, uh, I'd agree. And I'm, I think Derek Carr is a slightly above average quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that's – now, look, we both disagreed. Uh, we, or we disagreed in the first two with the Chargers and the Niners. Mm-hmm. We're agreeing on the last three because I also have the Cowboys yeah. under, and I think fairly significantly so. In fact, if I was a betting man, I would bet that line. Mm-hmm. I do not think that team's winning nine games. No. Uh, I agree with you with Prescott. He's got to show me something, uh, and, and he has no help throwing the ball. It's mm-hmm. Cole Beasley and a bunch of guys. Okay, don't talk to me about Terrence Williams. I don't care. <laughs> right? Like, it is a bunch of guys. The offensive line is great. That's the biggest calling card for that team. Defensively, I have no idea what they are. Mm-hmm. I think the front seven could be good. They, they drafted Van Der Esch. They've got Sean Lee, although he's always an injury risk. Demarcus Lawrence really showed up last year. That secondary scares the hell out of me. Yep. I don't know if they can defend anybody. They're going to be playing a second-place schedule in the tougher conference. I think they're probably like a seven-win team. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're that good. And I think if they weren't the Cowboys and had that exact same roster, they were the Dolphins, Vegas would have them at seven wins. Mm-hmm. So I think I – think Vegas is smart. They pump it up. Dallas, big fan base, eight and a half. I take the under. Yeah, hot, um, hot take. I'll end it on this one. Another dying on this hill. Yep. Five and eleven season this year for the Cowboys. Oh, that's what's happened. Oh, everybody's it's, fired. It's <laughs> everybody's fired. It's not good. Okay, so continuing with our, our betting odds and betting lines and having a little fun with it here as we're in mid June and we got to keep the train rolling, right? <laughs> So I looked at most intriguing odds to win the division, not mm-hmm. to win a conference or a Super Bowl, just to win yeah. a, a respective division. And there were five teams I wanted to touch on that I thought had interesting lines, ranging from mm-hmm. I'd really like to take that bet to like if I had to take that bet, I wouldn't be <laughs> wholly opposed to it. Yeah. Maybe I'd be on board. So I'm going to lead off here with my Kansas City Chiefs now. Mm-hmm. I am not picking the Chiefs to win the division this year. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play-calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Let that be said. However, they're in a division that they dominate all the time. Mm -hmm. 
And the team that is their biggest com- competition, I think, in most people's eyes, are the Chargers. Yep. They've beaten the Chargers eight times in a row, okay? And by 16 and a half points a game. The Chargers are the favorites, according to Vegas, and then the Chiefs and the Raiders slide in mm-hmm. at plus 275, which for those of you who aren't aware, that just means that if I were to bet $100, I would win $275, okay? I would take that bet, even though I'm picking the Chargers. If I had to, looking at the lines, I think the Chiefs at plus 275 are a really good bet in that division. They dominate the division. Eric Berry's back. They added Sammy Watkins. Tyreek Hill's going into his third year. Kareem Hunt was second. Mm-hmm. And you have Patrick Mahomes. Well, if you really like him, there's no reason to think they won't be even better. Yeah. That defense, they got rid of Marcus Peters, and anyone who watches this knows how I feel about that. Okay? <laughs> My Marcus Peters Rams jersey is in the mail right now. That said, they were 28th in the league defensively last year. Yep. You're not getting worse than that. Like, there's going to be four teams that are worse defensively than the Chiefs, and they still went 10 and 6. Mm-hmm. So, plus 275 for me, that's not a bad bet for the Chiefs to win their third straight AFC West. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's the profit margin there isn't necessarily enough for me to want to lay down the money on it. But I wouldn't fault anybody for taking it because, you, like you said, it is a wide open division. It's the Chargers who we established are a wild card as far as what you're going to get. Either they're going to deliver or they're going to tremendously disappoint you. I don't believe in the Broncos at all. I think they'd maybe gum up the works at some point, but they're not going to win the division. And then the Raiders, whom at the end of the day might be the team that <laughs> wins the division with an 11 5 record. And here we are. You know, poo-pooing on what we said about John Gruden, it's not going to happen. But I'm saying anything is possible. But no, here's my here's my hot take of this podcast: they stink. They're finishing dead last in that division. Ooh, there you go. And by more than one game. Wow. There's my hot take, and not because the Chiefs and the Chargers are rolling thirteen and three. Okay, I think the Chiefs and the Chargers are both going to win double digits. Mm -hmm. I think probably both around ten. I think the Broncos. Maybe like a seven-win team, which mm-hmm. is in a couple games of improvement for them. I think the Raiders are going five and eleven, and I think it's going to be a, a deserved <laughs> five and eleven. I think there are going to be games with them where they play teams that are fast. Uh-huh. That it is going to look like they're on two different surfaces. John Gruden has basically assembled a team that is forty-five years old on average. I am shocked they have not gone out and signed Des Bryant to a twelve-year contract. <laughs> I think they are going to get blowed out in yeah. a lot of games this year. But I will digress. That is not part of this whole betting <laughs> yeah. situation. But it is part of the reason I think that the division is open because yeah. I think they stink. Yeah, and I, I agree with you at the point that I hope the Chargers and the Chiefs both win double-digit games because that division is infinitely more interesting if they're fighting for a spot. Because it was last year when they were, got there, the Chiefs fell off the cliff and then the Chargers uh, you know, surged late in the year. The, watching the end of that race for the divisional title was very, very interesting. At least for me. It was maybe stressful for you. Yeah, it was I wouldn't call it interesting for me. for me. I think, though, like that, and then we'll move on to the next team here, and we'll, we'll go through. Um, every year with the Chargers, I have no idea what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Injuries, rivers, the coaches, you've no idea. The Chiefs with Alex Smith and Andy Reid, you pretty much always knew what they were going to do. They were going to yep. be a team that won 10, 11 games. They were going to be solid. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to turn the ball over. The Chiefs, I have no idea. I, I have no clue mm-hmm. what that team. You could sell me on seven and nine. You could sell me on twelve and four, and anything in between. No clue what they're going to be. But I want those two teams to make the playoffs, and I want the Texans to make the playoffs because I feel <laughs> like those three teams, anything's possible. Oh yeah, they could all get blown out in a wild card game. They could all end up in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. except the Chiefs because they'll blow a playoff game. <laughs> but I just I want to see it. I yeah. want to see change in the AFC. Now, uh, going to the NFC quickly. 
Here's a line that you'll win plenty of money if you bet on. The New York Giants in the NFC East, plus 750. So you bet 100 bucks, you win 750 if you get it right. I really like that bet. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Redskins right now. I think they're average. We just talked about Dallas. Everybody, everybody is going to be Philadelphia in that division. Mm-hmm. Is Carson Wentz healthy? I don't know. It looks good. Video I've seen of him at OTAs, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I wonder about Super Bowl hangover. Yep. That's a real thing. I look at the Giants. The Giants were a playoff team two years ago. They won 11 games. Mm-hmm. Then Ben McAdoo happens, okay? <laughs> and and Janoris Jenkins stops trying to play football, and everybody's getting suspended. Pat Shermer is not going to take any bull. Mm-hmm. Neither is Dave Gettleman. I really like that roster a lot more than a lot of other people. Like, I look at that offense and say, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. an, off, an offensive line that added Will Hernandez and Nate Solder. Yep. Like, and that defense a couple of years ago was a top five unit in the league. I think the Giants are absolutely in play in that division. And I may be out on a limb here, but I, I would consider taking that bet if I was somebody who had the kind of coin to throw around. Oh, I'm taking that bet five times over. That is a safe, safe bet. And that's not to say that the Eagles are going to regress to the point where they miss the playoffs next year, because I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll be competitive. But there's too many questions. To say that the Eagles are going to be as good as they were last year is to say that they're going to be a dynasty like the Patriots are, and that's irresponsible to say because we don't know what Carson Wentz is going to look like. There was some turnover on that team. They lost Frank Reich. I don't know what that's going to look like now. So I'm not saying that the Eagles are going to fall off a cliff. I'm just not buying them the way other people might knee-jerk buy them in other circumstances. And the Giants, they are primed to do what we've seen two teams before them do, which is draft a running back who's really good, really high, have a quarterback who is somewhat good, and have a, the rest of your roster is good enough to carry you, get to the playoffs. The Cowboys did it when they had Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott. We watched the Jaguars do it with Leonard Fournette, and now they have Saquon Barkley in New York. That, to me, there's a, they were already looking like they might bounce back regardless of whether or not they drafted Barkley. Now that they have another piece on that offense with Odell Beckham, with yep. all the, the weapons that you mentioned, the offensive line upgrades, which was the biggest reason that, that that team fell off the map last year, is because Eli Manning, who is not a young man anymore, <laughs> was, gi- was giving us Manning faces of fear because that offensive line could not protect him to save his life. Now that that's changed, new head coach, new general manager, the defense, those pieces are still there. I really like the Giants next year. I'm picking them to win the, the, the NFC East, so I would take that bet five times over. Of course, if you don't win that, don't quote me. I was going to say, I, I don't need you coming after me. You're going to get some hate mail. But uh, I, I like that bet. It's you know to win that much money. That's a safe bet right there. Yeah, I like that too. I'm with you. I saw that line and said, ooh, I, the Giants. Yeah. Okay, all right. I got, I'm sure i got some buddies back home listening to this oh, who yeah. are like, who, who will gamble, by the way, <laughs> yeah. and who will lay down the money, and you're all on your own. Um, all right. This next line, I, I don't know what to make of this. All right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bengals are plus 1,000 to win the AFC North. Oh. You bet $100, you win 1,000 bucks on the Bengals. Mm. Now, to me, that's a three-team division because until, until Cleveland proves anything, yep. yeah, I, I don't want to hear. No, we both agree that Pittsburgh is <laughs> is in some hot water right mm-hmm. now, in some trouble, and we both said, "Hey, look, maybe we take Baltimore, but at the same juncture, they're not a surefire thing by any stretch." Yeah. Then there are the Bengals, who, if you said to me, "You have to bet a hundred dollars, you win a million if they win a playoff game," mm-hmm. out, yeah, out immediately. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But they've won the division in the past with Dalton and Lewis. Yep. I look at the roster. 
I have question marks, but I also see a lot of talent on that team. Mm-hmm. It's 10 to 1 odds. <laughs> like, I like the bet. Yeah. I, I, I don't like the Bengals necessarily, but I like that the division's not good. And by the way, the Bengals over under was also eight. Yep. And I could see the Bengals going nine and seven and winning that division yeah. and winning you $1,000 for your $100 bet. Yeah. I, you look at this number and you look at the team and you're like, this is ridiculous. I'm not taking it. But <laughs> for all the reasons that we talked about why the Ravens can win that division, the Bengals, and you said it, they're basically the same team. You the can exact swap same them up. Team. You, you yeah. throw up the results, and it's a blind test, and you don't know which team is which, and you're going to have a hard time identifying the Bengals and the Ravens. To me, it's only putting down the $100 to win the 1000 Because that division is so unstable, because you don't know what you're going to get out of the Steelers, they could fall off the map real quickly. The Ravens, they're no sure bet to win either. The Browns, who knows, whatever's going on with that. And like you said, the Bengals have won this division before with this, this structure. I, I don't hate it. I wouldn't fault anybody for taking that bet. It's a hundred bucks. If you got a hundred bucks to burn, go ahead and do it. But I would not take it with any faith. It's a complete flyer. Oh, there's no to question. It. <laughs> That's why it's plus a thousand. Yeah. There's no question. But I, I, I could see a scenario where the Bengals go five and one that division mm-hmm. next year, and then ludicrously get beat in a playoff game. Like, okay, here, here is my ultimate like fever dream with the AFC next mm-hmm. year. The Bengals win that division. Because they're the Bengals. That's peak Bengals. They almost fired Marvin Lewis. Yep. Everybody thought he was out the door last year. Mm-hmm. Then he, he emerges from, from, <laughs> from the edge. Yeah, he rises like a phoenix. Yeah. And they keep him. I could see them winning that division, getting like a three seed. And then the, like the Chargers or the mm-hmm. Chiefs or somebody. Actually, PKC would be the Chiefs. Because yeah. the Chiefs can never win a playoff game. <laughs> and they go up there. And Mahomes throws for 4,000 yards in the game. They just blow Cincinnati mm-hmm. out. And then on the heels of that, Lewis gets a five-year extension. Mm-hmm. Because that is the most Bengals thing. But I saw a plus 1,000. And I looked at that division and said, you know what? If I had to put some money down, that's interesting. Staying in the AFC... The Texans, mm-hmm. plus 180, same odds as Jacksonville, better odds in Tennessee, and way better odds in Indianapolis. Yeah. Not a ton of, uh, of return on your investment because mm-hmm. you bet 100 to win 180. But if you really believe in the Texans, you believe in their health with Watt mm-hmm. and with Merciless, with Clowney and you know, Honey Badger and Watson, which is a lot of guys, if you believe in that, I think there's no question they're the most talented team in the division. Do you like that bet at plus 180? I do. It's... It's not, like you said, it's not a, a sexy bet. You're not going to be winning. It's not like the Bengals where you're going to go all in. <laughs> you're going to Vegas afterwards. Yeah. So, and it's because, and we've talked about this before, the, the Texans are probably the most improved AFC team without having to have done basically anything. They're Correct. getting yep. most of their talent back from IR. You're getting Whitney Merciless back. You're getting J.J. Watt back. You're getting Deshaun Watson back. If they go out and get Des Bryant that's going to be good. Which I mean, they should. Which they should. I and mean, they did go out and get some free agents. They got Colvin from Jacksonville, and they got Tyron Matthau from, uh, from Arizona. Yep. Th- and those are big upgrades on defense. Don't underrate those. That's not, you know, Honey Badger is not at the tail end of his career here or anything like that. And he's got a lot to prove coming over on a new deal. One-year deal. One-year deal. Can go anywhere he wants next yep. year. Maybe he stays in Houston. Maybe he solidifies a spot. Colvin coming over from Jacksonville. It's not one of the top two. It's not Ramsey, and it's not A.J. Bouye, who actually came from Houston to Jacksonville. But it's, it's one of those three core guys that made that secondary so good. So you're porting over some of that knowledge from that Jacksonville secondary to Houston, which was already a decent defense before it got just gutted by injuries. You know, we forget that this team went up to New England and almost won last year with a rookie quarterback. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. 
That's that. I encourage but, anyone who has <laughs> NFL Game Pass or the access to watch brutal. that game, go back and watch the last five minutes of that Texans-Pats game, which, by the way, they play week one mm-hmm. in Foxborough. Go back, watch that game, then go watch the last five minutes of the game in Seattle, oh, and God, all no. of you will understand why Josh and I bang the drum constantly that Bill O'Brien should be fired immediately. Yeah. I, I digress, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it, it's, it's a bet. I, can't, I would take it because the Texans winning that division, it seems like a pretty good... Pretty good uh, indication of how they're going to be this year. I like that bet for two reasons. One, I think is if they're even remotely healthy compared to last year, they're going to be a very good team. Yeah. Two, I, I believe in nobody else in that division. Mm-hmm. The Colts stink. I don't even care if Luck's healthy. That roster's so bad. doesn't matter. The Titans, I actually like what they did with Vrabel. Your guy, Matt LaFleur, you've been talking yep. about. I, I think the Titans are better, uh, but I think the Texans are, are a superior team. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville loved the defense. I don't know anybody who doesn't. I do not trust Bortles. Not a I do not s- trust no. Bortles for one. Let's put it this way: that defense was arguably one of the five best defenses of the last thirty years. They went ten and six. Mm-hmm. Like, if they take one step back, if somebody misses a month, if somebody comes into camp out of shape and's yep. got to work their way into shape, forget it. They will be eight and eight, and they play a first place schedule, not a last yep. place this year. That matters. They have some tough games. They got to play Pittsburgh again, who they did beat twice. Fair. They got to play New England. They got to go to Kansas City. They've got all those games within the division against Tennessee yep. and against Jack uh, against uh, Houston. A lot of questions. I like that bet with Houston. And the last one, interesting to me, Seattle at three seventy five plus three seventy five. Hmm. So hundred dollars on them, you win three hundred seventy five bucks. My thoughts quickly on them. Russell Wilson's great. He's in the prime of his career. He's Twenty nine years old. I love Doug Baldwin as, a, as an underrated player, and I think Brandon Marshall coming over if he's healthy. He's always been good everywhere he's gone his first year. Yeah. Here's the problem with Seattle. Everything else. Yeah. Everything else. They can't block. They can't run the ball. They have no tight end. Ed Dixon's currently the starter there right now. Okay. Oh, the front seven has some pieces, K.J. Wright being one of them. Bobby Wagner's yeah. still great. But they lost Sheldon Richardson. Okay. They lost Michael Bennett. They lost Cliff Avril. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot going out the door. Uh, Frank Clark's still there. We'll see if he can become that, that next big player there. Yeah. Secondary. Don't know if Cam Chancellor's ever going to play again. Earl Thomas, who knows if he's even going to line up there week one. He's in a holdout. Richard Sherman's gone. They're cornerbacks. And I led my stack in the box on, uh, column on fan side today. By all means, please go check it out. But I led talking about Seattle. I, I can't even name the three guys off the top of my head. I want to say it's like Shaquille Griffin, Justin Coleman, and, and, and Byron Maxwell are their three starting corners. Not great. <laughs> As they would say in Mad Men, not great, Bob. <laughs> not- Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Not great. So I look at the Seahawks, and the only reason I find this bet intriguing, I don't know if the Rams are going to stay where they are. They regressed. There's a lot of change with mm-hmm. them. The Niners is one year too early. The mm-hmm. Cardinals are in a state of flux. And Seattle knows how to win, and Wilson is that, that type of quarterback. He is so good that if they get a couple of breaks, they can win 10 or 11 games. Yeah. 
I'm not taking this bet <laughs> because I just don't believe in the Seahawks. Yeah, me neither. It's, but it's, that's, my, that's my case. The reason, and not to take anything away from Russell Wilson because he was one of the best quarterbacks in football last year and deserved to be in the MVP conversation, but the reason he was in the MVP conversation was because his offensive line was so atrociously terrible that it made him look even more impressive running around for his life, making plays happen, extending games, getting wins that way. That's why he was in the conversation for MVP. And all credit to him because he made do with that with what he would. You know, you've, you've seen Lester Court. Dak Prescott couldn't do that last year. He did it his first year. So Russell Wilson has the talent to be that guy for the Seahawks. It's everything around him. Yep. They gutted that team. You said it. You lost me and Ed Dixon is the, the starting tight end. Yeah, you go you from Jimmy Graham, there. who wasn't even that great, but it was good, to Ed Dixon. That is such a sharp decline. I can't take that. It's bet. not fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I and I agree. Look, I I wouldn't take the bet either. I do find it interesting just because we know that that team yeah. is always around. Uh, you know, always always competing. People yeah. will take that bet. Yeah, but and people will lose their money. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I do agree. Like at some point, you just lost too much. Yeah, and they lost so much. Mm -hmm. now, and by the way, their coordinators on that team. It went from Daryl Bevel and Chris Richard to. Brian Schottenheimer and Ken Norton Jr. <laughs> Prayers up, Seattle. Ooh. Have fun. Uh, I wrote, like I said, I wrote a lot about that as my lead in Sack in the Box uh, this Monday. And I wrote down the rankings of the most recent units that those two guys have coached. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I will tell you that all the numbers start with at least a two. Um, <laughs> you got to read for the rest. But I, I tried to put in a bunch of nuggets you can enjoy. So... Let's get to the end of this. A little, little parting shot here. Intriguing bets to win respective conferences. Pick one on each mm -hmm. conference, okay, to wrap up. Start in the NFC. I looked at the board. There were a few that intrigued me. The Lions were 18 to 1, but yeah. one playoff win since 1957. It's tough for me to go no. that route. Went with Atlanta. 10 to 1. 10 to 1 odds. I think the Falcons are really good. Love the offense. Mm -hmm. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, you got Freeman and Coleman in the backfield. Okay, then they had Calvin Ridley. Yep. Got Muhammad Sanu. Like that's, that is a stacked offense. Mm -hmm. I think the defense is really athletic and fast with, you know, Beasley and, and Tack McKinney. And, and you, look at, yeah, you look at Neal and Alford and Trufant and Deion Jones. A lot of talent. I really like the Falcons at 10-1. Yeah, I, I like it too. As much as the Bucks fans, I was going to say, I know as you're a Bucks like fan, it. you hate that. But I, yeah. I, I hate it, deeply hate it. But I, I can, from a, from a football perspective, I do like this ten to one odds because it makes sense. Okay, the Falcons—they're hanging around there last year. Maybe they manage that goal line situation against the Eagles differently. We're looking at a completely different outcome to the season. Could have very well gone to the Super Bowl last year. Very back well. to back years. Just as much as the the Saints don't miss that tackle in Minnesota, they go to the Super Bowl too. A lot of small things. And when you, there's a lot of small things that keep you away from that, that doesn't go away. When you, when you blow a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl... That also doesn't go away. That sticks with you. Yeah. But when you get that close and you go, God, if we would have just done this one thing differently. You know, we've all played a video game and you get to the last level and it's like, oh, if I just would have done this one thing differently, then you keep going and going and going and going and it sticks with you. It's the same thing with the Falcons. That goal line against Stan, or the offensive stand against the, the Eagles in the, uh, the playoffs last year... That's going to stick with them, and that's going to be a motivating factor. I like it 10 to 1. I'll take it. In the AFC, I had a harder time finding the bet I really like because obviously mm -hmm. New England has the best odds. Yeah. Then there's Pittsburgh, Houston, Jacksonville. 
Uh, the Chargers are all five of those teams are under ten to one. Mm-hmm. Chiefs were eleven to one. I thought about them. Eh, it's first year starting quarterback. I don't know. I got to see them prove it. So, Titans, fifteen to one odds. Here's my thought on this: Mariota can't be worse than he was last year. No, cannot be. I'm with you with Lafleur. I think he helps that offense. Yep. I love Deion Lewis coming in there, replacing oh, Marco yeah. Murray. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis was a top five pick last year. When he played, he flashed. I think this year, if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. I like what he's bringing to the table. And Delaney Walker's an underrated tight end. They have a really good offensive line. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I think Mike Vrabel being the head coach helps, continues to bring that swagger to that team. They add Malcolm Butler. That's a really good secondary. Yeah. Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, Adoree Jackson, Kevin Byer, like that, that can play. Mm-hmm. It's a really good group. I do worry a little bit at front seven. You got to get some pass rush, got to see that. But at 15 to 1, Okay, they won a playoff game last year on the road. They did get waxed by New England. Mm-hmm. But that conference is so wide open to me. Would I take this bet? And full disclosure, no, because I think there are other teams that are better than Tennessee. But value-wise, I think it's a, I think it's an intriguing play at 15-1. to 1. Yeah, I, ha- I have a list of like sexy teams in my mind. Like last year, Jacksonville was on that list. And heading into this season, I'm trying to look at, you know, the Ravens. I've said multiple times, I've just planted my flag in that hill at this point. Um, and the Titans, when they got LaFleur, that's when things changed for me. Okay, last year with Mariota, he wasn't great. That was a big problem, but they still won a playoff game as much as that, you know, we, we don't It is to, what it is. We don't need to go in that again. It is what it is, Josh. But it's- as bad as he was, and as questionable as that team was down the stretch, they still made the playoffs. And they still yep. won a playoff game. So you're talking about steps forward. I like LaFleur. I think he's going to really help Mariota. It really all comes down to that. And then Vrabel. Vrabel comes in, first-year head coach. He's trying to prove himself. Everybody's trying to find the next, you know, Sean McVay, the young guy. Vrabel's a little older, but he's a first-year head coach. He's got a lot of, like, he's a swagger to him, bringing a lot of pedigree with him. You know, with the uh, Texans, he was there. With As good as that defense was, he was in New England. So I really the knee of Belichick, Cornell, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very good history. And then yeah, so it's it's all what the Titans did is they're investing in futures here. They're investing in Vrabel, who, like you said, comes from plucked from a very good coaching tree. Lafleur, the quarterbacks he's worked with, RG three in his one good year, Matt Ryan in his MVP year, Jared Goff last year. So that's a good, you know. If you're a Titans fan and you're looking at that list, you really want to see Mariota next on it. So, and LaFleur is a guy who's going to be a head coach next year. If he was able to work out with Mariota here, he's going to be a head coach next year. So I really like these odds. I'm with you. I don't know if I'd take the bet, but I do think that this is going to be a very good season for the Titans. I think if LaFleur gets hired the next 24 months, he should cut you a check. He should. Because you have been, <laughs> yeah. you have been on the Matt LaFleur bandwagon. I agree with you. Um, okay. So... We've run down a ton of teams, a ton of bets. Uh, we are not endorsing any of this, by the way. So no. if you go out and spend a ton of money and lose it, that is on you, folks. <laughs> uh, we, are not, we are not responsible for your foolhardiness. Uh, that being said, another week of stacking the Box in the Book. Yep. Thank you so much for watching. And we have to thank our partners over at Fanatics, yep. who have done a great job here working with Fansided. And if you go to fanatics.fansided.com, and whatever you buy, if you put in the code FANSIDED, you get 20% off on your shipping. Uh, and, and they have great stuff, whether it's jerseys, hats, shirts, you name it. Anything that makes you a fan that you can rep, they've got it. Um, and so we thank them. We thank you for watching, whether it be on YouTube or on Facebook, on the FANSIDED page. 
Um, and if you are listening via iTunes, thanks so much. Please subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, and check out all the great work on fansided.com, not only with football with Josh and I, but there is great baseball content also with Josh. There is hockey, entertainment. There is anything you can think of. Soccer. We have the World Cup coming up. Yeah. And by the way, and we got to tease this lastly here, uh, but, but certainly not least, we are working on an NFL preview that yep. will come out in September it is going to be something that you have never seen before. It is unique. It is different. Um, it's awesome. It, it, it's it's, <laughs> it's awesome. fantastic. It is. I am so excited for it. And we also have the Fandom 250, which we're yep. working on. It's an annual project here at Fanside. It ranks the top 250 fan bases in the world, ranging from sports to entertainment uh, to, to individual players and artists. And so... If you're listening to this and you see something, you come across something where fans of, of any team or any entertainer, uh, any athlete are doing something special, uh, doing something that is worthy of note, uh, please shoot it over to us. Send one of us an email. Uh, send us in, in a comment. We, we really would like to know because we are in the process of ranking all of the 250 fandoms, the best ones in the mm -hmm. world. Last year, it was the Ohio State University came in number one. The yep. inaugural year, it was the Chicago Cubs. This year, who knows, comes out in December, yep. but already in the process because it's the most important thing we do here, other than, of course, entertaining all of you. <laughs> so, for Josh Hill, I am Matt Verderan. Thank you so much for watching or listening to Stacking the Box, and we'll be back again next Monday with more NFL Talk.